Hey, yo, 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 what it do, y'all? This is Amber. We in Amberland. All raw, no foreplay. These episodes are now just bloop right up in there. Not even doing the segments anymore. I have been doing this podcast for two years now. It is two years old, and I am preferring this format of just less of the less hour or so long episodes and just have more frequency and less less incredibly long episodes so I guess they weren't incredibly long but yeah anyway so this past weekend February 27th was um well I guess this is Monday so so not the weekend that just happened it's the, it was the one that started last week. So February 27th was the Publix Atlanta Marathon and Half Marathon. I did the Half Marathon. It was my third one total, my first one in nine years. Uh, and this is probably not even going to be my first one of the year. I, I'm definitely planning. I'm not saying I'm definitely doing but I am 100% sure on my plans of doing the Atlanta half marathon that's in Thanksgiving. That's on Thanksgiving. Because that was my very first one I've ever done. And I want to just do full circle. And also I'm going to be doing races throughout the year. Because I want to get in. I want to stay in shape for this half marathon. Because um, it's pretty much a duo for me. I was already planning on doing the one on Thanksgiving. And then I joined um, I joined the Atlanta Track Club. So I'm a member for this entire year. And it was only $35, y'all. That is a really great deal. And every single race that you register for is a discount. So, And then on top of that which is another reason why I decided to join Atlanta Track Club is because it's guaranteed entry for the Peachtree Road Race, which I want to do that. I plan to do that. I'm pretty set on doing the Peachtree Road Race because um, I've never done it. And I forgot there's a lot. It's a lottery selection. So, nah, definitely um enjoying I'm gonna enjoy the fact that I have guaranteed entry I love I love that word especially as a sports reporter <laughs> or a former sports reporter and a sports fan an active sports fan guarantees a cool word to see guarantees a good word to see period you know because if you if you if it's false advertisement on the guarantee man you fucked up you reneged so yeah um so I did the half marathon it was awesome. It rained the entire fucking time. Okay, I my time was a uh, was uh, in the three hour section. I'm not even gonna tell my time because I'm not in the mood to, um, like it's just interesting. Like people have so many, like civilians who have no, I like they have no inkling of athleticism. And they are not at all familiar with the process of training. Very interesting to hear what they have to say about your achievements. <laughs> and so, but, um, but yeah, it's in like, even, you know, cause people really be finding any way to shame you, even though they're not even, they hating on the sideline. So, um, 
But yeah, it was in the three, the three hour uh, time frame. And uh, I'm just glad that I finished. I didn't even know I was going to finish on time at, at one point because the the course was actually not that bad. It wasn't as hilly as the first one I did nine years ago because I'll never forget how it was smooth sailing. It was like, ooh, you ain't got no incline in this mother. Fucker, look at me go. Then mile nine around Georgia Tech. It's like, guess what though? All the hills are right here. And it's like, ooh, okay, you hate us. But it wasn't like that. It was it was up and down. It was um there were some inclines um in the first part. So it wasn't like just straight up smooth and then all of a sudden they hit you with the hills. It was up and down pretty much. It's pretty consistent. Um so Shout out to all the people out there who were cheering us on. That is really cool shit to do. That is nice. That's just a nice thing to do, in, like, in general. But y'all did that shit in the rain. Like, the fuck? It's random. I mean, strangers, you know, a lot of people, yeah, there's people who's cheering on their friends. But for the most part, it's people who are just, they just want to be nice and be out on a Sunday where everybody can be relaxing and sleeping in they're like no we're gonna line these streets from 7 a.m to well the marathon ended around three or something like that i don't even remember but um well let's see it was like 2 30 or something but yeah so you got these people who's out there early in the morning and then they're there until the end of the full marathon that is some nice shit. That is nice as fuck. And I always, like, you know, this is the third time doing it, and that shit's never going to get old. And, I, you know, I'm always, it's such a triumphant feeling, and honestly, I cried so many times <laughs> during, while I was running, and it just blended in with the rain anyway. But I really, it was a fun, it was fun. I had fun. I mean, it wasn't fun, but it was fun. You know what I'm saying? It's like, who the fuck wants to run for goddamn over three hours? But... And I mainly walked though. I it was I walked mostly. Like I did about eighty percent walking and twenty percent running. So that's also, I mean, the fact that I finished <laughs> in time for the course, you know. And then on top of that, I got a finisher's medal. So that was that's also all I care about. I mean, I just I don't have sport. I'm not a good sportsman, honest a sportswoman. Like I don't have sportsmanship. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Cause I have friends who were like, "Oh, I'm so sorry that I didn't even offer to train with you or run with you," and I'm looking at them like, "Nigga, this ain't no man. This ain't this ain't basketball. I don't need at least two friends so I can have three on three basketball on my squad. You know what I'm saying? Or excuse me, if I if we play three on three, I don't need at least five friends, you know, to <laughs> or five people around me. You know what I'm saying? Like we're running." I'm too in my head to even want to talk to anybody because it's so funny because the last time I did that now you know it's, it's it there, I make a, I make exceptions because I did one of the last races I did before doing the half marathon actually the last race I did before doing this half marathon was January of 2015 and or it was around that time and uh I ran with my homegirl who is a mar- half marathon runner as well but we this was only four miles so when we saw that we were like you know what this is going to be a great opportunity for us to chat and catch up so we 
trotted pretty much the whole entire race catching up and it was great but then my dad was waiting for me at the finish line he's like he was just joking he said dang amber what did you do walk the whole time like basically because i was catching up with my friend but yeah um but yeah i'm usually I, i'm on the dolo when it comes to that type of stuff because especially when it comes to running people's paces are different and i don't want I don't want people, if if I'm too slow, I don't want to slow them down. Or if they're too slow, I don't want them slowing me down. Like, it's, so when they were like, I'm sorry I didn't run. I was like, yeah, yeah, I didn't expect you to. You good. Um, uh, But yeah, it was fun. I had fun and it was people who was talking, you know, like we were, they were rooting, we were rooting for each other. You know, it was great. It's a positive thing. It's just, it's hard to be a negative asshole when it comes to some shit like that, you know. So shout out to everybody who um, who ran and shout out to all the people who finished the course and shout out to the people. If you didn't finish the course, I just, you know, it's still a great thing you did. You know, it was, it's a great thing. So but man, that metal, <laughs> it has double in size since I've did since I did the one in 2013. Whew. The pandemic did not mess up with their money because <laughs> this metal was big as fuck. Like, I'm talking about, I put that shit on and I'm like, oh, I'm about to topple over down because this shit heavy as fuck. The crossing that finish line was great. But yeah, it rained the entire time. Like, and not even like that, not even like the Seattle, Portland misty rain or the, the drizzle. No, nah, it was that pure. Pure, pure, pure Atlanta rain where it just pours. You know how it can rain for three days straight, like no sun. That's how it was for that day. It was just, and there was a guy who was real clever. He's like, there's sunshine at the end. And I'm sitting here thinking that there was sunshine like where we were headed in the direction of our uh, running. No, he was talking about at the end when you finish. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're smart but fuck and uh when i did the half marathon last time when i did them the first two times both uber and lyft were not really a thing they were both in like uh like i think by 2013 they were in beta mode and it was just lyft i think i don't even remember uber until 2014 but yeah so i'm all excited i'm like yeah i'm gonna get me a uber or a lyft home <laughs> should me I don't even know why I was like, oh, wait, bitch, you're the reason why <laughs> you're part of the reason why <laughs> traffic was fucked up. <laughs> Did you forget that the shit was shut down? Like, ain't nobody going to be over there until, and this is at Centennial Park, Centennial Olympic Park, I don't think. I was better off taking Marta, which I, which I ended up having to do. I, I, I walked to the station and then it wouldn't have been a problem, but, you know, having wet. So, like, by mile 12... That was like that last mile actually kicked my ass because my feet were cold and soggy because I had um, there was a couple of times where I accidentally grazed a puddle and that fucked me up in the, in the soles <laughs> as far as the feet go as far as the socks like my socks were all fucked up and then the shoes that I wear the, the shoes that I wore uh, they were very great it's just that they're they're mesh so. Um, instead of like canvas or leather upper upper or whatever, yeah, it was a it was a it was a 
soppy ass time by the time I crossed that finish line. But when I got home, whew, it was amazing. But I didn't just I didn't just lazy about. I spent that's what Monday for was for the next day. That following day, I I was lazy. But I had a couple of things that were scheduled. Our I like it's so crazy. Like I bought my bib in December of last year. So from December, I've been looking forward to this date for three months. And two things were scheduled uh, on this day. And I was like, well, I really want to go to these. Well, one was a show that I was doing that got rescheduled. It was called 51st Jokes. It was supposed to happen the first week of January. But because of because of Omicron, we were like, nah, we're going to reschedule. So we did. And then um, there's this thing called Fan Fest that the, for the that the Atlanta Hawks put on for the members. And that was cool. Like, I had a great time. They really, I mean... It was cool. Like they gave us, you know, fifteen dollars voucher for the concession, so you could use it for a drink or you can use it for food. I used it for a drink because I wasn't really hungry, and so because I already plan, I already had this plan of going there and then uh, use their ten dollar lift voucher, so I could. They really took care of us for this day. Well, they take care of us in general, but yeah. So I used the lift voucher to go to. Um, this brewery that I was performing at, which was not far at all from where the State Farm Arena is. It's not far from my house either. So it was a very cheap, cheap, cheap ride, thanks to the Hawks. And then um, I did my joke, and I talked about how I could play the joke, but y'all can just go to my Instagram at uh, ambwow, A-M-B-W-O-W, like ShamWow. I I posted the the I didn't post a full clip I posted a reel of the nuts and bolts um but the bottom line is white people be dominating those races man <laughs> but and I was like when I was talking about running the half marathon I was like I know y'all I know comments are used to hearing me talk about race but this is a different kind and uh how it's very ironic how white people really love to run these races because you can pace in these motherfuckers. You ain't gonna ever you ain't gonna see no white sprinter, man. I ain't seen a white sprinter yet. I'm thirty I'm almost thirty eight and I ain't seen not one white person who represent America in the sprinting category whatsoever. I just have never seen it. Just like I haven't I didn't really see black people doing cross country, running our black ass in the woods with white people. Like there's just certain things we didn't do. But yeah, white people, why they sprint? I mean, why, what what reason do they have to learn sprinting, right? Them niggas never had to run for their freedom. So, of course, they don't know nothing about no goddamn sprinting. That's why that uh, that's why that nigga in Get Out still mad that he lost to Jesse Owens. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> oh, man. I think about that movie a lot. Um, and I think about that part. I was like, white people, they're so like white supremacy is so real it's like you really think that your white ass who this country don't have any history of sprinting granted this is based off a fictional i mean it's definitely a fictional movie but it's like not fictional because white people really be thinking this shit it's like what make you think your goofy ass can beat a jesse owens you know what i'm saying like who are these people like that shit just be so weird they be like uh we're superior (laughs) it's like all right niggas but I'll get more into racism and superiority complexes and shit. Um, 
So yeah, the next race I probably will do. I I thought about doing the I might do the Hawks one because there's one uh, on April second, but it's State Farm Arena. It's like I'm good on State Farm Arena, especially if I plan on renewing my membership. I don't need a I don't need any fucking I don't need to run any course dealing with State Farm Arena. Like I'm good. Um. So I'm going to probably end up doing the women's 5K, which is a week before that. It's March 26th, and then you get a medal. I'm literally, I'm I'm medal chasing, baby. I am getting all the medals this year. I don't care. So, but yeah, shout out to the Hawks. Shout out to Atlanta Track Club because they, they're great. <laughs> That's a great organization. They be doing everything right. They always have shit planned. When they uh, when I did the survey for the half marathon about uh like a few days after I finished it, they're like, What is what are some needs for improvement? I'm like, nigga, I I got this shit in the bag. <laughs> Y'all had ponchos for us, like just like little things that are big things. And there was a lot of really cool swag we got too. So I'm fucking with y'all. Uh, The best part though, aside from completing and the triumph that I felt after it was because I've been pretty strict about my diet. I still, you know, I've been strict about my diet because I'm changing it up again. Cause like, like, I was eating too many nachos at one point. I had to stop. So I hadn't had nachos. I hadn't made nachos in, like, five, six months. And then I haven't had pizza like that in around four months. So I told my homegirl, I said, yo, after this show, we're going to walk. We're going to smoke, walk to the Edgewood Pizza that's in, on the West End. And we're going to be, it's going to be popping. And that's what we did. And that fucking location is good as fuck. That location is better as far as the pizza was just as good. Um, it really was. I don't. I can't even say what's. I mean, I guess. I mean, it, it, if you have the same ingredients and you got cooks that care, you have chefs that care, it's gonna come out the same and be just as delicious. So I say it's the same as far as both of them go. They both are. I'm pleased with both. But as far as West End goes. They definitely got their shit together when it comes to making them wings. Because the one on Edgewood wings are always too soggy. They never make them shits crispy. But this one, though, shit, yeah. So I might have to try it again just to see, you know, if it was just a fluke or it's consistent. But, yeah, shout out to Edgewood Pizza, both locations, but especially the one on my side. Because I can, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I can go there if, um, well, uh. I had a cheat week, so I probably won't be eating pizza again. But yeah, I had the pizza, then I made nachos for the first time in like six months. Like all the things. It was very fun. But then I went, um, and so I just, and I did work, you know, a couple of doubles. So um, I wasn't really sore, though. Monday was the only time I was like dumb sore. But Tuesday and Wednesday, by Wednesday, I was totally good. I was 100% Gucci. There was no trace of soreness whatsoever. And then today, I went to the gym for the first time. Uh, everything was just been light, you know. But this was my first vigorous workout since then, and I'm very pleased. So, yeah. Shout out to releasing endorphins. As far as the uh, the personal side, ah. <laughs> um. Yeah, 
I um <laughs> Yo, I was talking to my homegirl, one of my homegirls who um am we ended up talking about dating cuz that shit happens um and I just I'm like, man, tap me out of this shit. I don't even want to talk about it cuz I am not into it right now. I'm more so upset with myself because I made some bad decisions on the on I just made some bad decisions, man. Like in general, you know. Basically the past 3 years has just been I don't even know how to describe it. It's just been some shitty ebbs and some alright flows, I guess. Um just misguided love me thinking i love someone or and, and me thinking that that's that they love me back and it was just oh you just needed attention you were sad about your life and i was available boom that's really all it is and um apparently i keep attracting these this type of shit and that's on me because it don't make no sense for me to be attracting these type of people and I'm making these strides and, you know, being good about boundaries and all that. I'm still fucking up. So I had to like, and the, the final straw was um like last, well, there's not, there's no final straw. People still, you know, it's a it's cyclical, but um, what really like fucked me up was, well, a couple of things fucked me up. Um, well, it was like a two and a half, three years ago was, um, yeah, I just, I just was going through some, some moments of uncertainty because, uh, I really, you know, I was really feeling a certain situation and that didn't, and in the end, as I am learning now, <laughs> that shit was, that's when that shit was coming to an end and I'm sitting here thinking, oh, let's elongate this though, because, I'm all about optimism and hope when it comes to love. But in the middle of all that silly shit was uh, my ex who I hadn't even spoken to in like five years. And I broke up with him like seven years prior because he was just fucked up. And he hit me up and I was like, I was just like, what's up? And I was just, it was all on some friendship tip, but niggas gonna nick, you know. Nigga, if you <laughs> they're gonna remember certain things about you that made them feel good and that's all they care about and <laughs> me i was like nah you ain't this ain't gonna happen again playboy you gonna if it does i like i have to get all like i have to reap all the benefits as like it has to be 100 like i have to be like my satisfaction, my contentment, all that shit has to be a priority in this hang. Like, cause otherwise, I'm not fucking with you whatsoever. So, you know, then you people people will do whatever they need to do to get what they want. So, you know, it was just like like the first year, just like you know, we just chat, and then you know, the pandemium makes you fuck up so yeah and then last year I was like damn why am I still talking to you again and uh come to find out he was um trying he was talking to he was seeing me and then he had he had his, he had a girlfriend that was off and on 
for seven years, and then he was engaged to someone, and they were together for three years. And I was like, bruh, <laughs> you take it easy now. And I just blocked him again, and so and I haven't looked back, and it's just big, big top shrugs beginning. But the person I'm mad at in that situation is me. I, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, ah, yeah, these niggas ain't shit, but you can't get mad at them. They showed you they weren't shit and you stuck around. Or you can't get mad at them if you attracted them. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, I had like a come to Jesus moment. And then I started going to MJQ, hanging out there because my, oh, because me, I was going there to support my, you know, my DJ friends. That was it. And, yeah, I, I, I made another mistake. <laughs> and I, and uh, it was one of those things where it wasn't, it was like, it felt, it was pretty much a four-month-long one-night stand, even though there was multiple meetings. But it was just like, what are we doing here? Why are you here? Why am I letting you back inside my house, let alone inside of me? You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck is this? And your dick ain't great. It's not even good. It's not even, it don't even feel like it's complete. You know, like those thumbs that are nubs. Anyways, that's fucked up. My bad. But, <laughs> I'm not even high or drunk. I'm just juiced up. But yeah, uh, the point being, I was mad at myself again. I was like, man, this... Man, you knew this dude was wack after the first time you hooked up with him, but you gave him multiple more times to not be whack. And he ended up just being incredibly whack, so much so that you had to, like, kick him out mid-set. You're like, oh, no, we can't do that. You got to go. You got to get the fuck out of here. You got to get the fuck up out of me and out of my fucking house. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, nigga saying some foul shit mid-stroke. Like, nigga, you better get the fuck up out of me. And then he's like, I'm sorry, things didn't work out. No. Nah. <laughs> like, no, you got to go. Like, this conversation is not happening because you got to get the fuck out of here. Like, I had to pull a deuce duke, man. I had to be like, I said deuce duke. I had to pull a duke deuce and be like, get the fuck out. Because I do have heavy ammunition for the opposition. But, yeah, man, shit weird. And um, I'm just tired, man. But I'm tired of making the <laughs> like. I'm, it's so fucked up, man. Like being smart, but like making dumb decisions when it comes to dudes, man. So I just been chilling. I haven't been. I can't even like. I don't even have the energy to date. I don't even go outside. I go to my Hawks games. I chat with my peeps who go there, and that's just all I do because. I, like, I just need a guy to blatantly tell me, hey, I fuck with you, I like you, I really want to be with you. I just need to hear those words at this point because I'm really tired of leading by vibes and leading by energy, leading by patterns, instead of just things being explicit, explicitly said to me. I can't do it anymore. I can't do the enmeshments I can't do the entanglements. I can't do the situationships. All these things are done because I legitimately have no fucking energy for that shit. And I can't keep being upset at myself at these fucked up failures <laughs> that I have. Like, I keep failing at this shit and it's fucking with me because I'm really competitive and it's like really, really fucking with me. 
and 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 I'm really trying to not like be Beatrice kiddo angry about shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's kind of hard not to feel that way when you because after after coming to the conclusion, yeah, I was bad. I just I wasn't a great judge at some things. It's the the anger towards this motherfucker is still valid. It's still shitty that you you know. Oh damn, was I really led on for four years because somebody was just bored <laughs> for a couple of months and they didn't have the fucking balls to be like, yo, this ain't it. I, we're not gonna be like instead of just being blatantly instead of just being. I'm not saying blatantly honest. What I meant to say is instead of just being completely honest and being like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, or I don't think this is going to, I think we should just stay friends and that's it. No fucking lead-ons, no like commas, no ellipses. Like, yeah, we could be friends for now, but maybe in the future it'll turn to something. No. And that's my fault for falling for stupid shit like that. Like niggas feeding me lines like Coke. So I ain't interested. Um, And, and uh, I'm also not interested in motherfuckers who try to lure you into hitting them up, knowing good goddamn well they want to hit you up, and you just mind your black ass business, but you just keep getting reminders, you know, niggas looking all up in your shit, you know, liking your shit, sharing your shit, but ain't not once in the past like four months hitting you up like, hey, how's things going? Nah, they just taking a shortcut, the easy way out. By looking at all the shit that you post on social media. And that's how they keep up. And then they be like, oh, but this is great. And it's like, actually, no. <laughs> like, you can't just rely on people posting their accolades and say, oh, things are going great for them. <laughs> not everybody's going to, no one, not many people's going to be like, hey, shit's going pretty bad. Can you, like, look out for me? <laughs> you know? The only way to figure it out is, like, personally giving a fuck about this person as your friend and actually hitting them the fuck up but whatever let's move on so racist coverage of the ukrainian russian war has been a little fucking wild i'm gonna just play some clips let's see here this isn't a place with all due respect um you already know they fucking up with all due respect seen conflict raging for decades you know this is a relatively civilized uh relatively european i have to choose those words carefully too uh city where you, you chose them carefully that. but you still chose them and they're fucked up and wrong eat dicks bruh here's another one it's very emotional for me because i see european people with blue eyes and blonde hair being healed. I understand and respect the emotion. These are prosperous middle-class people. These are not obviously refugees trying to get away from areas in the Middle East. What the fuck? Man, the media, whew, media's a beast, man. I know all about it, too. And that propaganda shit during war times is no fucking joke. It 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 fucks up so much shit. And 
I mean, the yeah, you got Russians um, for children. They're sending these propagandic messages for children, being like, "This is why you shouldn't." Like, it's just <laughs> it's fucking wild. And then they're also not reporting the the deaths of the Russian soldiers. A lot of people are dying like crazy, like, and it's underreported probably. But Russian armies they, they're taking some hits right now because ukrainians are not fucking around but you know a lot of people comedians let me just tell you now we fucking know gas prices are expensive we don't need to hear jokes about man gas high we know we see we see but guess what we not in no bunker <laughs> we not in no cold concrete basement of uh, a library or not hiding in power lines like, it's like it's really fucked up but we have no concept of what what it's like to go grow up during war or just living with war because the war in afghanistan that's been going on for two decades and it's been all over there so i mean you know it's like the new war here it's the it's mass shootings we haven't had anything, I mean, we haven't had anything r- remotely close to 9-11 cents, so not um, not in America. The what, the closest would be the fucking shootings, the mass shootings, um, that's still something that's plaguing us, and then, of course, racism. But as far as what like real conflict that they're dealing with right now russia and ukraine that shit's fucked up and russia's man they're fucking racist you know and they're they're anti-semites they're anti they're anti-lgbtqia they're anti all that shit they don't like nothing it's 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 fucking weird let's move on so kevin durant is in the twenty-five thousand point club and uh which got me looking into the because he said um if it wasn't for the injury he probably he i mean he definitely would have had 30k i i definitely i mean i 100 percent believe him man um and it surprised me because i thought that i didn't realize how low he was on the uh the points i mean he still maybe i mean he probably has about what four more seasons at least so he'll get up there but so yeah, well, I always I did know this, but I knew that the scoring leader of all time is still Lou. Uh, excuse me, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So yeah, wow. But I didn't know fucking Carmelo's old ugly ass was fucking second. That shit crazy. And then LeBron James is third. Oh, LeBron is gonna surpass Carmelo big time. He's one hundred percent gonna surpass Carmelo because so Carmelo has thirty six thousand nine hundred and twenty eight i don't think kareem abdul jabbar is gonna be surpassed i don't know i mean lebron james might surpass him especially if he out here thinking he gonna play until uh his son gets drafted in the league he want to play in the same time with his son which is sweet but it's like all right playboy so okay so kareem has thirty eight thousand three hundred eighty seven the mailman who ain't shit at all he got 36,928 like I mentioned LeBron has 36,720 so 
He only needs, what is that, 182? Let's see here. Or 192. Yeah, I think, I think it's 192. Yeah, good job, Amber. So, hmm, he only needs 192 points. Shit, he might surpass, let's see here. All right, how many games we got left? Let's see the Lakers. All right, so the Lakers are 28 and 36, which makes them, that means that they have played 64 games. So they play 64 games. That leaves 18 Yeah, that so that leaves 18 more games left in the season. So 18, and this nigga's averaging fucking, I mean, he's averaging like 24, 25 a game? Let's see. Shit. <laughs> nigga, what the fuck am I talking about? This nigga. Look, you average 24, 25 points a game. This nigga averaged 29 a game. Man, he's going to fucking surpass Carl Malone. Fuck that. Oh, yeah, he's going to. Okay, let's see. So 29 times 18. Oh, man, he's going to. He's going to surpass this just like uh, Greg Popovich is going to surpass Don Nelson for the winningest coach, for the most coach wins. Uh. Yeah, LeBron's going to surpass Karl Malone. Ain't nobody been talking about this. This is crazy. This is like a lot of milestones that's happening. Ain't nobody talking about. But LeBron definitely going to be second by the end of this season. I, I just, there's no doubt in my fucking mind. Unless he gets hurt, knock on wood, I don't want that to happen. Like, even if he only played, goddammit, nine games. Shit, hold on, hold on. Shit, hold on. He really just has to play seven more games to surpass him. Go, Bron, man. That shit crazy. Yeah, that's uh, that's cool. All right, so. Wow. Okay. Amazing. Okay. Well, yeah. So LeBron's going to be second. He might, goddamn, he might fucking retire as the all time scoring leader. He really could do that shit. That is, I didn't even. And you know what else I didn't know? Dirk Nowitzki's number six. He's literally right behind, goddamn hell, Michael Jordan. I'm like, what? That's crazy. Man, that shit cool. And so I'll do the top 10. So Kobe 4, MJ 5, Dirk 6. I didn't even know he had a black wife either. He got a black-ass family. He had a Nigerian wedding and everything. 2011 is when they got married or some shit. This shit crazy. I'm just be like, I mean, I always like Dirk, so it's like whatever. But <laughs> Dirk doing more than <laughs> most of these black niggas. <laughs> My bad. Let me chill. <laughs> Because there's a whole bunch of LaMelo Balls and Zach Levines in this league. I'm just telling you now. In the sport of basketball, baby. <laughs> All right. So, 
Wilt Chamberlain is seven. Shaq is eight. This also surprised me. Carmelo Anthony is ninth. That just, uh, that shocked me. I'm not going to lie. I've never seen, I mean, he's so, Carmelo's just like, yeah, whatever. Just a big old walking shrug, that nigga. Moses Malone rounds out 10. And then, uh, oh, Neek up there, he's 14th. And then, um, yeah, it's, um, so yeah, KD is number 23 right now. So he might end up in the top 20. And then Vince Carter, he, um, 19th. Okay, cool. That was fun. I'm surprised Allen Iverson is 26. I'm surprised he didn't get, like, much higher. But, you know, he had those later years, so. That was the unfortunate part. Okay. So, yeah, that was a fun little dive. Um, So, yeah, shout out to KD, man. Hell, uh, your boy, our boy, Trey Young, he going to be up there. Okay, so. <laughs> Duke. <laughs> I had a feeling. I knew I, I had a feeling UNC was going to win one of those games. I said that they were going to win the first uh matchup which was in uh a year, I mean a month from this game which was uh February 5th. It's I really thought they were going to win that one, but I was like, "Nah, but I feel like there's going to be an upset somewhere." And it was on Coach K night. <laughs> His last night. <laughs> I mean, camera crazy, man. Fuck them niggas. You know, it's uh, they're terrible. They're a terrible fan base. Um, but yeah, all the some of the Twitter stuff, the Twitter reaction has been great. Like, I really have uh, thought about rejoining Twitter just so I can get, um, just so I can be a part of basketball Twitter because that Twitter is funny as fuck. That and Abbott Elementary Twitter. All right, so no matter how bad life gets. At least you aren't the Duke fan that paid $99,000 to watch UNC beat Duke basketball. How cocky is that? It's like, oh, yeah, whatever, man. Uh, Let's see. Generations of Duke players flew in just to witness that L. Oh, that's so fucking funny. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> this would probably be the last UNC win in the series for quite a while if you buy into things like recruiting and such. <laughs> that was from the Devil's Den when they tweeted that uh, in 2016. And so, according to this guy, Chris Moore, UNC is 8-7 and seven against Duke since this zinger was said. That's funny. So, they are now... <laughs> it's always this close like it's always by one you know like unc has more championships by one etc so oh shit they show the <laughs> the meme of the black dude who went to his haters funeral to make sure the nigga's still dead <laughs> showed him and they juxtapose uh his photo in the uh, Oh, they didn't just, but they just photoshopped. They photoshopped him there in front of the Krzyzewski sign. (laughs) 
Oh, shit. So Coach K invited 200 of his former players to his final game at Duke just so he can lose by 13 to his big round. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. He's so funny. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Yeah, some of these are just like, just, you know, just just find Duke UNC on Twitter. And that will be a great thread. That was funny as fuck. Um, so, yeah, shout out to UNC. Probably won't, very good chance they're not going to make it to the tournament. But they're... Last win of the season is definitely the most memorable. So we got a Pete Rose of the NFL, and this nigga is here. So the NFL suspended Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley for the entire 2022 season for betting on games. What the fuck? I don't even know. I just saw that, and I was like, yo. Like, no, ESPN, the ESPN app did the doo-doo-doo. I was like, what the fuck's going on? And yeah, that's what was showing. And also, Brittany Griner, I had no idea that this happened until, um, so yeah, so, so Brittany Griner has been detained, and she's been detained, uh, like since the, like since February, like the last week or so in February, which is not that long, I guess. And so, she was detained because near Moscow for transporting vape cartridges containing hashish oil in her luggage. And we don't know the exact timing of it, of her arrest, but they showed that it, it did take place in February and they released video. What it says is uh Griner's detainment and Griner's wife is, you know, pleading with people to help get Brittany home and yeah and it's also really fucked up that she and Diana Taurasi plays there too with her and um I mentioned this in the first season during the really early part of um Amberland where I talk about um this 30 for 30 podcast episode featuring Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi they're talking about how they play in Russia because that's way that's how they're able to be millionaires and live like actual like they live like how NBA players live in America essentially and Brittany was over there because she was getting that guap and um yeah and I'm sure I mean it's it's already an intense atmosphere because uh, according to the podcast episode, I'm not sure if Brittany works for the same people. I don't even know if there's a possibility for them to because uh, who Sue Bird and Diana Rossi were working with before, he was he had KGB ties, but he ended up getting murked. So, yeah, it's um, it's 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 a lot of fucked up shit that goes on. The WNBA, man, they ain't shit. Uh, yeah, with that whole um, finding the liberty for the team the organization buying their players chartered flights why don't they have them anyway like just WNBA ain't shit I don't understand what the fuck happened when they created the league the disparity is gross though and the but the respect is there people like it's I just don't get how I mean 
the first four seasons were just so strong and powerful. You mean to tell me Cynthia Cooper, Cheryl Swoops, Tina Thompson? You mean to tell me all those comics who were out, Yolanda Griffin, who was with the the Monarch? You telling me all these women like who first started out in the goddamn WNBA when it first happened? You mean to tell me none of them niggas saw a million dollars? Like, are you fucking kidding me? You telling me the OG? You telling me the OG Cynthia Cooper did not make a million dollars when she was there? There's no way because they're not making it now, and that was in '97. Like, anyway, this whole thing. I mean, I know Brittany Griner. She's had some fucked up shit happen in the past, you know, with the whole domestic disputes with her former, um, her ex-wife and all that shit. But I don't. Her being in jail for some vaping, for some hash oil. Like, I mean, I will say. It is wild that I learned that I found out um, about the weed laws and at least in America, and it is a felony if you get caught with the cartridges, even though it's less conspicuous when you smoke it, it is more damning to your record because it's a felony. There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. There's no, okay, well, maybe this is a misdemeanor because, goddamn hell, you got a clean record. No. You caught with that shit and it's 100% felonious. So, I mean, technically, systematic, you know, systemically, whatever, it is illegal, but who fucking gives a shit? What's she gonna do? She ain't gonna, I mean, hash ain't gonna make you wanna punch somebody in the face. So, anyway, we're gonna wrap this bad boy up. So I watched. So apparently, Batman's good. They say it's good. Um, uh, I'm like, yeah, okay. Is it good, or are y'all just happy to see Zoe Kravitz in leather and as a cat licking milk? Like, what are we talking about? You and you think you got? You know, I just feel like it's more of a oh, we got heartthrobs and these people are they act. And they also are easy on the eyes because Robin Pat Robert Pattinson as Batman. I just you can't convince me. And I know he's done so many roles to distance himself from the Edward Cullen character and um what was that shit called Twilight. Yeah, I don't see Twilight when I see him because that shit's terrible. I wouldn't want to do that to him. But there's never been anything that has been, like, nothing about him that really remotely interests me. And he used to date FK Twigs, and that shit, that shit just not, nothing about that is intriguing. I don't find him intriguing. I don't find him as Batman intriguing. Batman stopped being intriguing after, um, I mean, honestly, yeah, The Dark Knight really did it. Um, I mean, the one with Bane in it, it was like, yeah, but this one, mm, how we gonna top it? And, I'm really not interested in seeing that shit. Um, and I still haven't gone to the th- movie theater to see a movie. That's not going to be the breaker of that. All right. So the Gemstones season finale, the Righteous Gemstones season finale was incredible. I'm really glad that Junior ended up not being the bad guy after all. I really love Junior. I love his character. And I hope that like baby Billy, he ends up in the third, you know, he ends up in the next season as somewhat of a player. A role player so and baby billy you know coming to yeah the the only thing i didn't like about the ending or the finale was the toilet baby thing but they did it because full circle so sometimes you just got to do things for the joke to be a full circle 
But yeah, I really fuck with the gemstones. It's great. Abbott Elementary is on a hiatus right now, so I've been itching for it. The Wonder Years, they've been cooking too. It's been good stuff. TV has really taken over for me as far as... I've Because I've never like... Especially because of me being a sports person, and it wasn't really a lot of shows that I like that I um really took the time to like and enjoy and watch. And the shows that I loved uh, recently, a lot of them are gone now, like Brooklyn Nine Nine, and um, I mean Ted Lasso hasn't. I mean he's coming back, but it hasn't. It's not. It's not gonna be till summer, you know. And then all these things. I did like Parks and Recs, but. Looking back on it, I don't really need to see it all the time. Like, I don't need to rewatch everything. 30 Rock 2. Um, but Abbott Elementary, I really, really love. Oh, yeah, Insecure. I really... I'm glad that um, East is still doing things. Uh, But, yeah, there's really... Yeah, I still don't know about movies. Um, Oh, man. Okay, so... Uh, I got around to watching the French, the French Dispatch. I watched like the first hour and a half of it, and I just I never got into it. It is not something. I just feel like I feel like uh, my fandom for Wes Anderson has come, like my super fandom. You know, like I still respect him, whatever. But as far as fandom goes, it stopped at Grand Budapest Hotel. It actually stopped at Moonrise Kingdom. I I really love Grand Budapest Hotel, but. I wasn't like crazy excited about it until after I watched it and I was like, Oh, this is actually his masterpiece and I love Road to the Bombs but um but Grand Budapest ended up being and then Moonrise Kingdom was great too. But yeah, I'm not really I mean, you know, you just fall out of love with people, man. That's bottom line. Alright, so shows. Yeah, I have some shows coming up. You can always go to Amber is where <laughs> Go to amberisweird.com. That is my website. And the first photo you will see will be of me. And it will say upcoming sets. Click on that motherfucker and it will show you what's coming up. And I got some shit coming up. I am going to be at my homegirl, uh, Vanetta. What's up, Vanetta? I'm going to be at her uh, open mic on Thursday at 10 ATL. So you'll catch me there. I want to give a shout out. There is a new music project out that I have enjoyed, and you can go to Bandcamp to get this. So shout out to um, Lex Boogie from the Bronx and uh, Famous Hayes. The he produced it. Lex Boogie rapped over his beats. It's called By Myself Meetings. Um, really love Hayes' beats. And then Lex has a nice flow. This is a good New York sound. You know, it's very, very nostalgic sounding. Um, and it's um, it's an EP. So probably like, what, 15 minutes of your time, Max? And it's worth it. And you can run that shit back, too. That's how, you know, you have, you'll get to hear it on the loop. Because, um, yeah, all the beats are dope. So check that out. Uh, you can go to... So it's Lex Boogie, Boogie L-E-X-B-O-O-G-I-E dot Bandcamp dot com or just go to Bandcamp and then plug in Lex Boogie and it'll show up too. And it's called By Myself Meetings. Like, so it's very meditation, feel meditative rather. Um, so yeah, fuck with it. Uh, and that's it. That's all I got. I will be back soon. 
And, uh, yeah, is there, I think, oh, yeah, the Oscars is coming up. Uh, probably, I will probably have another episode by then. I haven't, because I haven't been keeping up with, I haven't really been keeping up with the, uh, with movies like that. Oh, the Summer of Soul documentary is really good. I fuck with that. And I do plan on seeing uh, Guillermo del Toro's new film, Nightmare Alley, because I love him. And, uh, oh, so Kurt Vonnegut documentary too is good. It's not nominated for anything, but, um, it's nominated for greatness in my heart. It's called Unstuck in Time. It's on Hulu. So, or if you're like me who, well, actually it doesn't matter anymore because the screener has expired, but, um, so yeah, go to Hulu, check that out. And, uh, listen to some music in general um yeah that's it oh selection sunday is gonna be happening too soon i don't know much about college basketball i don't really know who's what i think auburn's good i don't even know but yeah i'm out of this motherfucker it's been real y'all stay easy be true bye